Today on the Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder snapped their 14-game losing streak in Boston. What does it mean? We're going to break it all down on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show for all 5362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 96 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming later on in this episode. Actually, it's only 95 calories, by the way. I gave it one calorie too many. That's how good Michelob Ultra is. On today's show, we're going to get into the Thunder, snapping their 14-game losing streak. What does this mean for the tank? What does this mean for the future? Doesn't mean anything. I got something for the Celtics too, by the way, which we're going to say for the end. But Baisley plays really well. Roby plays well. The young players played well in this game. And what can we take away from this win, as well as naming the Miklob Ultra Player of the Week later on in this episode. So let's first start with the simple fact that on the second night of a back-to-back on the road, after getting blown out in Philadelphia, and, and we made the observation yesterday of how drained these players looked at the end of that game yesterday in Philadelphia. After that happened, and on the verge of setting a new franchise-high losing streak of 15 games, they come out in Boston, and they get a win over a Celtics team that, despite probably limping in there, will be in the Eastern Conference playoffs. First of all, this is a great job of bouncing back for the Thunder. Um, you know, At every turn, we've talked about how this team could have quit at this point or that point. Look, you're playing in a season where it's clear as day the motive of the team is to lose games. The motive of Sam Presti, the motive of this organization is to lose games. But the players didn't roll over, Mark didn't roll over, and this team didn't roll over. Uh, and so they, they got a win now to evade that mark of denocation, right? That, that avoid being that team that set the longest losing streak. And, and Lou Dort said as much today. He said that whenever he found out this morning about the streak and how it had it had tied the longest. He told Shea, yo, we're winning today. We're winning today. We're not setting the longest streak, uh, a losing streak for this organization. They took pride in it. They took pride in not setting that streak. And other teams wouldn't have taken pride in it. Look at the Rockets. They took absolutely no pride throughout that losing streak. No pride whatsoever. They let, they let it happen. This team was not going to let it happen. Even as they're going on the second half of back-to-back, even as they're going on the second half of back-to-back on the road, even as they're facing a better team than them, and and save me the line about Tatum and, and Walker, by the way, being out. I don't care. The Celtics are the much better team. The Celtics had no business losing that game, but they did. And it's because this team in Oklahoma City did not roll over, and this team in Oklahoma City put their best foot forward and tried to win every single game. And that's why, this game is why, you're not going to have to worry about a losing culture. You're not going to worry about this team being the Kings, 
because of games like tonight, because of effort like tonight, when everyone would have shrugged their shoulders and moved on about their day if this team came out flat, if this team lacked energy, if this team rolled over and quit, nobody would care. Nobody would have it held against them. In fact, there's more people upset today that you didn't set the franchise high losing streak than there are upset if you would have set the franchise high losing streak. So they literally had every excuse to just simply quit. And they didn't. As a, a good thing in itself. An even bigger thing is, this is the first time when it feels like two months you have not been blown out. And so late game situations present teaching moments. Whereas in a blowout game, you don't really get that opportunity. You don't get that chance. In this game, how many times could the Thunder have put the nail in the coffin? At the two-minute mark, at the 137 mark, at the 32nd mark. Like This team had so many chances to ice this game away, but because they're young, because they're inexperienced, because they've never been there before, they couldn't do it. They could not do it. And the Celtics almost won this game still. And that, putting that on film, giving real hands-on examples of that is extremely valuable. Because at the end of the day, this is a job for these players and they're trying to get better at their job. And you can only do that by getting hands-on experience. I've listened to Dan Patrick. I've listened to Sports Talk Radio my entire life. And I'm one of the few who at a young age in elementary school knew that I wanted to be in sports media rather than actual sports, because frankly, I was not good at sports. But nonetheless, I knew I wanted to do this for a long time. And I've listened and consumed sports media almost more than sports itself. I, I find that side of things a lot more interesting at times. And still, the only thing that helped prepare me for where I'm at today and what will continue to allow me to grow and get better is hands-on experience. So it, it's like that in every job, including the NBA. And today... They got valuable hands-on experience. And the weird thing about this game is that we don't really know what this means yet. On the surface level, a win in general is going to diminish your odds of getting a top pick. However, if, say, the seventh place team leaps up to number one, right, the seventh worst team in the NBA goes up to number one on the, on the lottery night, well then, well, why didn't you win more games? Why didn't you get to seven? This is not as cut and dry as, say, last year. Last year, you knew, hey, this is the mark we have to be at, and Mike Muscala's buzzer beater cost us that mark. We will not know what cost this team, what didn't cost this team, until June 22nd. You can't really do the scoreboard watching stuff because there's so many variables in the lottery that aren't there in other circumstances. When you put up a pro-con list, right, of the team morale, the team effort, the team aggressiveness, the team spirit, the team teaching moments and hands-on experience and all that, opposed to a couple more percentage points in the lottery odds, but the pros of this win do outweigh the cons despite on the surface feeling really bad. And part of that's because we don't know what's below the surface yet. We can only see the tip of the iceberg. Again, if, if the eighth worst team leaps everybody and goes to one, it's going to feel bad that you weren't the eighth place team. And that's how the lottery system is so weird because we can't really react to this loss in real time. Because what if the fifth place slot leaps up to number one and that's where the Thunder are at. And with this one, the Thunder would have gone to four and that fifth place team would have been, you know, whoever, the, you know, Detroit or whatever. 
And so you go to four, they go to five, but five is the team that gets to leap up. Well, then you're going to be cursing this way, this loss if they would have lost this game. Like, it's just, we cannot do the revisionist history yet. So we have to talk about the positives from this game. But what could have been a day of celebrating a franchise-high losing streak turns into celebrating a win. And in this win, the biggest thing was the fight at the end of the game. And despite the turnovers and the sloppy play, despite turning it over 27 times and only creating 14 turnovers, despite all that, you held on at the end. It didn't look pretty. It didn't look smooth, but it got done. And you've put now on film, you've put now on your resume something to improve, something to get better at, something you would not have had the chance to if this was a 25-point loss. Because you know you don't get the experience in a 25-point loss, a press at the end of the game from the likes of Marcus Smart and these good Celtics defenders. They're not pressing you at all in a 25-point game. But in a close game, you got to see what it was like to get hounded on ball on every inbound. You know, we had the, the critical turnover, the critical Baisley foul. You had all that stuff happen to you that now you can learn how to adapt to. And that's why tanking is twofold. Because if you weren't tanking, then Isaiah Roby and, and guys like him, Tony Bradley, Isaiah Roby, Tony Bradley, these players are not on the floor in a close game. They're just not. So they're getting valuable experience. And experience is the word of the day. So enough rambling about the circumstances. Let's dive into the game. And let's start with the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And the Player of the Week is Darius Baisley. In this game, he once again puts it all together. He's now strung together a couple efficient games this week. 21 points on 53% shooting from the floor, 66% from beyond the arc. Still worried about those free throws, only 50% from the stripe, but 10 rebounds getting that double-double, four assists as well as he kind of commands the ball a lot more, does have the block defensively, and has high turnover numbers as he's more of that kind of playmaker and ball handler on this unit. So that attributes to that 27-team turnover mark. But everybody in this team had turnovers when we turned the ball over 27 times. So Darius Baisley is still the player of the week, and he's been a really strong point for this team since returning back from injury. Darius Baisley's proving to you why I've been calling him since May, building block Baisley, because he can be a part of this core and a part of this foundation, and he is a very special player. It's the Miklab Ultra Player of the Week. Darius Baisley brought me so much joy, enjoyment, and happiness that, of course, he's crowned the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's only worth it if you enjoy it with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. And today, Darius Baisley brought me joy and created success for the Thunder on the scoreboard. Enjoyment is not the end game. It's the whole game. And it was very enjoyable to watch Darius Baisley. And since he helped the Thunder get this win, he creates a very interesting question. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? I'm not sure if anyone's happy after this win necessarily, besides the players on this team and the coaching staff of this team. Interesting fact, though, that Sam Presti, Darius Baisley, and Mark are all connected to Boston and their hometowns, and they've all attributed to this win in some way. But Darius Baisley was awesome this week. He deserves a ton of credit. We'll see if he can close out this season on the same high he's at right now since his injury. Who is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to say right now about our good friends over at the Locked On NFL YouTube page because this year, the Locked On Podcast Network 
is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get instant insight and analysis from the Lockdown Local Experts as well as the Draft Network's regional experts by subscribing to Lockdown NFL on YouTube. They're going to have a live three-day coverage of NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. So tomorrow, do not forget, it all starts tomorrow, the NFL Draft, and you will be able to tune in live on YouTube, Lockdown NFL on YouTube, live coverage of the NFL Draft all three days, 29th, 30th, and 1st this week. So tune in, Locked NFL YouTube page. So in this game, another positive of this win is that it came on the back of all of your young players, right? There was no flukiness to it or randomness to it the way that there might have been had you played, say, Al Horford. If Al Horford and Mike Muscala uh, you know, contribute big time to a win, that's an awful win because you accomplish nothing. You take away from the tank and you take away from your young players. But whenever you beat the Boston Celtics with Pokashevsky playing 27 minutes and Darius Basley playing 37 minutes and Lou Dort playing 34 minutes and Tail playing over 20 minutes, Roby playing 26 minutes, Jerome and Kinney playing 23 minutes each, whenever that's the lineup that you win a game with, well, you kind of live with that because, number one, they're not going to be good enough collectively to win a game more often than not, as we saw with this losing streak. And number two, if you got to win games, I'd rather it be because of an efficient 21-point game by Baisley or a good all-around game by Lou Dort where he puts up 24 points, but maybe it's not as efficient as we would like to see him. Or a really good game from Isaiah Roby, who just does it all in this game on both ends of the floor. I'd rather see the Thunder win this way than if they were playing their veterans. And that's why you're not playing veterans right now. You're playing only young players exclusively. But Isaiah Roby was really good in this game, and you saw him get seven rebounds, the 15 points, the assist. That's all fine and good, but the big thing is the only two fouls. We talked about last night. To be in this league long-term at his size and at the positions and at the points that they're going to put him in, you have to do it playing small with, with Roby at the five and also playing smart, the two S's. And he got into a lot of trouble, and he has always been in a lot of trouble with the foul category this entire season. And for the rest stretch of this year, you want to see him limit that. And today, he did, only picking up two fouls. And you can totally live without the bench for Isaiah Roby. Of course, his numbers are efficient because he's taking a lot of his shots in the paint, but he shoots 71% from the floor and goes one for one from beyond the arc. Perfect at the free throw line, including game ceiling free throws. But it was the gritty plays, it was the dirty plays that he had in this game where he's diving for loose balls, poking away balls, tapping out balls, just always in on the action, always trying to put his nose into things. And again, whenever you're small under size, you have to do that stuff. You cannot wait around. You cannot, you cannot just win based on fundamentals. You have to win based on going above and beyond in the effort category. Because Isaiah Roby could know in his mind and have a high enough IQ to get good positioning, to go where he needs to go, and to fulfill a play the way it's drawn up. He can do that, but he's not gifted enough physically at his position, at the position they're going to put him at, to allow that to be the only thing he does. He not only has to execute, but he has to go above and beyond the effort level of every other player. And he did that tonight, and that's why you got a big win in this game. But he was not the only one playing aggressive, because Tail Maldon played very aggressive in this game. And the box score sucks for Maldon. Let's not even talk about the box score. But there was one isolated play for Maldon that was really good. And it was the side-out inbound to him, where he's trapped immediately by... Marcus Smart and another Celtic, and 
you're throwing your hands up wondering why in the world did Marcus Smart foul. He didn't mean to foul. He went for the ball, and Teo is, was strong enough to rip that away from Marcus, and so whenever that ball gets ripped through Marcus, then as Marcus is losing control of the ball, that goes from a tie-up or a steal for Smart to a foul for Smart, and an ill-advised one at that, which allowed the Thunder to kind of put the nail in the coffin a bit. That kind of high IQ play, along with that aggressive play for a 19-year-old to rip the ball from Marcus Smart, it's a big deal. It helps you win games, and it is a good sign for the future. You've also had a, had a side out where you didn't get that good sign for the future, where you, you know, he throw it into Baisley, it's a bad pass, it gets taken away, Baisley fouls, and it turns out being a good foul because it limits them, and Boston cannot shoot a three to tie the game. They have to go to the stripe for two, but it was a... There's a clunky inbound. Same thing with the inbound prior to that side out where you throw it in and it's immediately just lollipopped over and stolen away by Ty Jerome who throws the bad pass. Like you saw bad possessions and good possessions all at the same time at the end of the game. You got the win in this one, but you still had a ton of bad to correct and a ton of bad that you can take home with you on the plane ride in the film room. And that way the next time, no matter if that's Thursday or if that's two years from now, these players can say they've been in close games before. And then Pokashevsky was really good in this game. He's finally getting the box score to agree with him a little bit. Remember how we've been saying for a couple games now that the box score is not indicative of how good he played? Tonight, it's 12 points. It's 41% from the field, and it's 50% from beyond the arc. It's pretty indicative of how he played. Six rebounds, four assists. He kind of did it all tonight. Still had the two turnovers, still had the three fouls. That's just young player traits, and I'm fine with two turnovers. I'm fine with three fouls for his defensive ability. Ability, And in this one, you saw him get to that elbow jump shot. It's the second straight day. We're talking about him creating off the dribble an elbow jump shot on a pick and roll for himself. Could that be his spot? Could that be kind of where he's going to get to on the floor? Maybe. We'll see. Something to keep an eye on. You saw him do a lot of things, including making threes in this one, including the nice drives and the passes. He kind of just shows you flashes of everything. He's not doing anything elite right now, but he's showing you sprinkles of everything. You're, you're kind of getting an a la carte right now. You're getting a smorgasbord of what he could possibly do without him honing in and mastering one trait just yet. An NBA offseason will allow him to start to get more of those traits at a higher level to display more frequently and more consistently. But it was good to see the box score finally kind of align more with how well he played. And if you don't think that this team wanted this win, you're crazy. I mean, Mark and this team tried to win because tanking is not about the players or the coaches. It's about the front office. There's a reason why Charlie Brown Jr. plays zero minutes and zero seconds. There's a reason why Jalen Horde plays zero minutes and zero seconds. There's a reason why that Moses Brown and Tony Bradley were on, a, on the floor combined for like 20-something minutes combined because this team, this coaching staff, did not want to be the reason they did not want to be in the record book for the wrong reason. They did not want to be in the record book for the 15 straight losses. There's a big difference in you tying the franchise worst and being the only ones in franchise history to lose 15 straight games. And earlier this week on Monday, we went through all the losing culture crap and, and sifted through all that and just called, frankly, losing culture stupid. Go back and listen to Monday's show for all the reasons why. But this is a shining example of why if you do believe in losing culture, you don't have to worry about that in Oklahoma City because of games like this. Because in the midst of losing, they're losing because of talent level, not because of effort level, not because of culture, not because of coaching. 
It's not any of that. They've been trying their hearts out all 14 games, even while getting blown to smithereens in most of them. They're just not very good. And today, you tried your hearts out against a team that was not motivated, a team that was not well coached, a team that was not well put together, a team that was not sharp. And then the ball bounced your way and you won the game on the road. But they've been trying this way all along. The only thing that's changed is the rotations have changed a bit. Of course, we went through it where there's no Horde minutes, there's no Charlie Brown Jr. minutes. And really, only Charlie Brown Jr. would have been a quote-unquote tanking rotational piece because Horde has played very well in certain matchups and spots. So you'd want to see what he can do in this situation. But they went for it. They used as many pieces that might be a part of the future uh, that they could to see how they'll mesh together in kind of a close competitive environment. And it comes down to the fact that your guy, Lou Dort, who sat out last game with a hip injury, is back tonight. And whenever he heard this morning that they were on a 14-game skid and was going to break the franchise high losing streak, he told SGA, the leader of this team, who's out with an injury, he told SGA, look, I got you. We're not losing this game. We're winning tonight. And he followed suit with that. He made winning plays. This team was gutty in this game. They fought their guts out. They got a win. And for themselves... They'll know that they are not going to be the most losing team in Thunder history in terms of losing streaks. And there is something to be said for that. Now, let's talk about our good friends over at Built Bar, because Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. They have six brand new flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You will not want to miss any of these amazing Built Bars. Try them out today. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're great for the health conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them today at Pilbara.com by going there and using our promo code LOCK15. That's Pilbara.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Pilbara.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream option. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carb. Try them today, BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15, 15% off. Let's see right now. About our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at betonline.ag. This week has a ton of sports action on the go. As the NFL draft is on, the Kentucky Derby is back with the first leg of the Triple Crown beginning this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sports needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betaline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up today for the sign-up bonus and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit by using our promo code locked on. Our promo code locked on at betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportbook expert. So I'm going to say right now, 
my good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. The Locked On Today podcast is incredible. It's hosted by Pete Bukowski, and he gets you up to date on all the latest sports stories in under 20 minutes. Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. The bet of the day today is Oklahoma City plus 11 and a half, and obviously that cashes in because the Thunder win outright. So that is a big winner after we had lost quite a bit in the bet of the day recently, but that's a big winner for Oklahoma City. I bet for the Moneyball pick, Ty Jerome, and what do you know, Ty Jerome makes three threes, but as does Lou Dort. So if you had either one of those, Lou Dort or Ty Jerome, you also win the Thunder Moneyball. Look, Boston, woof. Go check out Locked on Celtics right now because I I am fascinated by what John Corrales finds out about this game because John likes to do the good, the bad, the ugly of every single game. I don't know what the good's going to be. I really don't. Jalen Brown could be the good of this game, but this is a really embarrassing game for Boston. And Mark Daynot coached circles. I mean, coached circles around Brad Stevens. Absolute circles. His team was more prepared. His team was more energized on the back-to-back and on the 14-game losing streak, they're more energized and prepared to go out there in Boston and get a win than Boston was on a losing streak of their own, trying to fight for the playoffs in their playoff spot and avoid the play-in. That shouldn't really be the case. It shouldn't really happen. Save me the Jason Tatum crap. Save me the Kimball Walker crap. That's no excuse to losing to this team and the fashion that you lost to this team at. Because again, this, this game was over with about five minutes to go, two minutes to go, one thirty to go. This young Thunder team kept letting the Celtics back in it, though. But in general, they got pretty handily beaten by a team that just lost 14 straight. It was on the second night of back-to-back. I don't want to hear it anymore from this Brad Stevens. Now, he shouldn't be fired, probably. But I am just sick to death of all the Brad Stevens love over the years. I'm sick of all the overvaluing we do with, with Brad Stevens. I'm sick of it. Sister Jean could have coached Butler to that title game. And there's a lot of praise for that. That happens every year nowadays in college basketball. This Brad Stevens, fine coach. Again, probably shouldn't be fired. Maybe she should be fired. Who knows? But I'm just sick and tired of people acting like he's some mastermind. But check out tomorrow's edition of Locked On Thunder because we're going to have on Richard Stamen of Locked On NBA Draft to break down the top five of this year's class, talk about how they can impact the Thunder. And if I'm right about this team possibly making a push for the play-in, if they cash in during this NBA draft lottery. And then on Friday, of course, we'll recap the Pelicans game. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Until then, be good and be good to one another.